0: Yes, praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad. Thank you for joining us for our time of the study of the Word of God. Here we study the Bible and we aim to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation. By the grace of God, we've done 28 books of the Bible. And uh, I want us to continue today with our study of the Bible We are handling the book of Amos. If you've not been able to listen to all podcasts we've done straight from the book of Genesis, you can find them on all our podcast platforms like Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, you name it, you'll find us there. And I believe as you listen, the Lord shall also speak to you because there is no limitation to revelation. God reveals His word to everybody who shows a need. If you want God to speak to you, He'll come out and He will speak to you. And uh, you can also visit our website, BibleIndepth.com, so that you can know everything concerning this network. Now, we are handling the book of Amos. And uh, today we hope to complete this book. And I'll start with chapter 5. It starts by saying, Hear this word which I take up for you as a dodge or house of Israel. She has fallen, she will not rise again. Now, a message that goes out to Israel, uh, speaking about her falling, this is the virgin Israel that they're talking about. Uh, when Israel falls uh, to Assyria, they become assimilated into uh, all other nations, having also people brought into their own land, and they become the ten lost tribes of Israel. They, we don't get to trust them again. You can only still trust clearly Judah and Benjamin, those that belong to the southern part. So here he says, They shall not rise again. She lies neglected. On her land, there is none to raise her up. For thus says the Lord God, the city which goes forth for a thousand strong will have a hundred left. Those who are many will be few. That's what he's trying to tell them. And the one which goes forth a hundred strong will have 10 left to the house of Israel. So they will decrease in number. Yeah. For thus says the Lord to the house of Israel, Seek me that you may live. Now, that's very key. He says, seek me that you may live. Of course, what comes out, we know the the result of Israel, even after receiving this prophecy, that they are told to seek God that they may live. But indeed, the fact is, they did not do that. So they did not live uh, to see their deliverance. They did not live to see Assyria fail. It's conquest over them. Now, for you to have life, you cannot have God out of it. For you to have life, God has to be part and parcel of it. You seek God and you live. You forget God and that's the end. And that's the same thing that is being told to Israel here. Seek God. God says, seek me and you live. And it goes out to us today, what things are we seeking in life for For our sustenance. What things are we seeking? And thinking when we get those, then we are safe. It is God that we have to seek. Because when we seek God, we have life. And he says, but do not resolve to Bethel and do not come to Gilgal. No crossover to Beersheba. For Gilgal will certainly go into captivity. And Bethel will come to trouble. Seek the Lord that you may live. He's saying it again. Seek God. That you may live. Don't seek for women that you may have life. Don't seek for men that have money so that you may have life. Don't seek uh, for hope in people. Seek God that you may have life. Yeah, And he says, seek the Lord that you may live all. If you don't do that, he will break forth like a fire, O house of Joseph. And it will consume with none to quench it for Bethel. For those who turn, he tells them, Justice into one mode and cast righteousness down to the earth. He who made the Pleiades and the Orion. Yeah, they're talking about now God Himself and uh, the creations. These are galaxies. Yeah, these are the magnificent things that you see up in the sky during the night. Yeah, Job chapter 9, verse 9 uh, brings this also up and says, Which makes Actaris, Orion, and Pleiades, and the Chamber of the South. These are galaxies. These are heavenly wonders. Yeah. It also says in thirty-eight, uh, chapter 38, Job 38, verse 31, can you bind the sweet influences of Pleiades or lose the bands of Orion? These are mysteries and uh, things that we don't know, of, but we just see in the sky. And uh, they have great uh, magnitude to them. And God here refers to them and it's referred to here in the prophecy that he who made those galaxies, yeah, and changes deep darkness into morning, who also darkens day into night, who calls for the waters of the sea and pours them out on the surface of the earth. The Lord is his name. We know now all forces of nature, all things that happen on the earth as far as nature is concerned, the, the coming of the night, the morning, the sun, the waters, The galaxies and everything is governed by God. Yeah, you need to forget what science comes out and tells us all the time. You know, science sometimes thinks it's the wisest. And scientists come out and speak all sorts of things. But here it's clear that it is the Lord. Yeah, it is He who flashes forth the destruction upon the strong. So that destruction comes upon the fortress. They hate Him who reproves in the gate, and they abhor Him who speaks with integrity. That is something we know now, that people don't like people with integrity. People tend to hate people with integrity. Yeah, people who stand to their word, and they do not uh, really like such people. Yeah. Therefore, because you impose heavy rent on the poor, and exert a tribute all of grain for them, though you have built houses of well-hewn stone, yet you will not live in them. That happened because they were, they came took them captive. If you had a beautiful house, it was broken down. It was burnt down. It was taken. You not stay in it. Yeah, You've built your house in uh, the most expensive uh, place there, high class, and then you're taken to Egypt. You're taken to Asia for captivity, never to return. That's what he tells them here. Yet you have planted pleasant vineyards, yet you will not drink their wine. For I know your transgressions are many and your sins are great. You who distress the righteous and accept bribes and turn aside the poor in the gate. Remember we talked about that. God has high concern about the poor. The poor are the widow. Those people do not play with them because it's God who fights for them. Yeah? Therefore, at such time, the prudent person keeps silent for it is in an evil time. Seek good and not evil that you may live. And thus, may the Lord God of hosts be with you. Just as you have said, hate evil, love good and establish justice in the gate perhaps the lord god of hosts may be gracious to the remnant of joseph therefore thus says the lord god of hosts they is wailing in all the plazas and in all the streets they say alas alas they also call the farmer to mourning and the professional mourners to lamentation you know there were professional mourners people who that, that was their skill yeah they come out uh, in the time of mourning Yeah, they come out and uh, help you in that time of sorrow, and they uh, mourn for Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 17. We looked at that, said that, says the Lord. Of course, consider ye and call for the mourning women that they may come, and send for cunning women that they may come, those who help you in that funeral. Yeah, so here they are talking about them, and in all the vineyards, there is wailing because I'll pass through the midst of you, says the Lord. Alas, you are longing for the day of the Lord. For what purpose will the day of the Lord be to you? It will be darkness and not light. And when a man flees from a lion and a bear meets him or goes home, leans his hand against the wall and a snake bites him, will not the day of the Lord be darkness instead of light? Even gloom with no brightness in it. I hate, I reject your festivals. do I delight in your solemn assemblies, even though you offer up to me burnt offerings. And your grain offerings. I will not accept them. And I will not even look at the peace offerings of your fatlings. God is saying here, you are keeping on uh, with the, what was told to you in the law to do. Give offerings to the Lord. Give burnt offerings to the Lord. But because of what you do, you know, sometimes we do all these rituals. I'll use that word. We'll do all these things. Yet, we do not honor God. And here, God does not accept such offerings. You give, you might give all that you have in the bank, but if you don't love people, if you torture others, yeah, if you mistreat people, those are rejected. And that's what he's telling Israel here. He says, take away from me the noise of your songs. Can you imagine? He's saying, you're singing to me, but take it away. It's just noise. When it's not uh filled with the Love, when it's not filled with that which God demands of us, it is noise. He says, Take it away from me. Take away the noise of your songs. I will not even listen to the song, to the sound of your harps, but let justice roll down like waters. How many times do we sing and God's not just hearing, saying, that's, That's noise. Yeah, when the songs are coming out of a camp that is filled with evil, He says, That's noise. It's not worship to me. We need to be very cautious about that. And righteousness like an ever-flowing string. Did you present me with sacrifices and grain offerings in the wilderness for 40 years, O house of Israel? You also carried along Sikuth your king and kiun your images, the star of your gods which you made for yourselves. Therefore, I'll make you go into exile beyond Damascus, says the Lord, whose name is the God of hosts, saying I'll take you. And that came to pass because they were taken by Assyria to the farthest of the world. Yeah, Woe to those who are at ease in Zion and those who feel secure in the mountain of Assyria. He tells them of Samaria. The distinguished men of the foremost of nations to whom the house of Israel comes, go over to Kalnia and look. And go there to Hamath the Great, then go down to Gath of the Philistines. Are they better than these kingdoms? Or is their territory greater than yours? Do you put off the day of calamity? And would you bring near the seat of violence, those who recline on beds of ivory, and sprawl on their couches, and eat lambs from the flock, and calves from the midst of the stall, who improvise with the sound of the harp, and like David, have composed songs for themselves, who drink wine from sacrificial bows, while they anoint themselves with the finest of oils, yet they have not grieved over the ruin of Joseph. Therefore, they are going to exile at the head of the exiles. Yeah? And the sprawler's banqueting will pass away. The Lord God has sworn by himself. The Lord God of hosts has declared, I loathe the arrogance of Jacob. Jacob became arrogant. God was not happy about that. Yeah? He was not happy about that. God hates the arrogant. God hates the arrogant. And that is one thing we need to know. Arrogance does not work for God. He hates the arrogant. And detests his citadels. Therefore, I will deliver up the city and all its contents. And it will be, if ten men are left in one house, they will die. That is how bad it will be. When it's time for captivity, those who remain shall die. Then one uncle... One's uncle or his undertaker will lift him up to carry out his bones from the house. And he will say to one who is in the innermost part of the house, Is anyone else with you? And that one will send no one. Then he will answer, Keep quiet. For the name of the Lord is not to be mentioned. Imagine you get to such a level. For behold, the Lord is going to command that the great house be smashed to pieces and the small house to fragments. Do horses run on rocks? Or does one plow them with oxen? Yet you have turned justice into poison, and the fruit of righteousness into wormwood. You who rejoice in Lodeba, and say, have we not by our own strength taken Canaan for ourselves? For behold, I am going to raise up a nation against you, O house of Israel, declares the Lord. And they will afflict you from the entrance of Hamath to the brook of Arabah. I am going to raise up Assyria for you, Israel, and you will see what comes out. Yeah, Because of their disobedience, not walking with the Lord. That is what is promised to them, that they are going to be taken into captivity. And this will so come to pass. Thus, the Lord God showed me, and behold, chapter 7, forming a locust swarm when the spring crop began to sprout. Now, God shows Amos something here. This locust swarm, when the spring crop is coming out. And behold, the spring crop was after the king's mowing. And it came about when it had finished eating the vegetation of the land that I said, Lord God, please pardon. These locusts came and ate up everything. Yeah. How can Jacob stand? For he is small. The Lord changes mind about this. It shall not be said. The Lord. Okay. Intervention by Amos saves them. Yeah. Thus so the Lord God showed me, and behold, the Lord God was calling to contend with them by fire. And it consumed the great deep and began to consume the farmland. Then I said, Lord God, please stop. Whatever he's seeing here, he comes out to intercede for Israel as a prophet, as Amos. I says, no, don't do that, Lord, don't do that. Yeah, How can Jacob stand for his small? Then the Lord changed his mind about this and said, okay. These two shall not be, I shall not consume them by fire. That's what God says. Now, he showed me and behold, the Lord was standing by a vertical wall with a plumb line in his hand. Then the Lord said to me, what do you see, Amos? And I said, a plumb line. Then the Lord said to me, behold, I'm about to put a plumb line in the midst of my people Israel. I will spare them no longer. The high places of Isaac will be desolated. And the sanctuaries of Israel laid to us. I'll rise up against the house of Jeroboam with the sword. Now, he says, okay, you've been on their side for the other issues. But now, as far as this is concerned, I'm not going to save them. The house of Jeroboam, of course, what is mostly known about them when you go to read in the book of kings, in the books of the kings, it is mostly evil that was done by them. Yeah, as a group or a house that was running on the side of Israel, it was evil. So he says, I'll rise up against them. Then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent word to Jeroboam, the king of Israel, saying, Amos has conspired against you in the midst of the house of Israel. The land is unable to endure all his words because he kept speaking things that were not good. You know, these kings, they didn't want to hear uh, you speak things that do not get on their side. That do not favor them. Yeah? For thus Amos says Jeroboam will die by the sword, and Israel will certainly go from its land into exile. Then Amaziah said to Amos, Go, you seer, flee away to the land of Judah, and there eat bread, and there do your prophesying. But no longer prophesy at Bethel, for it's a sanctuary of the king and a royal residence. They are telling Amos we don't want to hear your words. Sometimes people don't even want to hear the word of God. Sometimes people don't know, have no interest whatsoever in the word of God. And that's exactly what this king is showing. Jerome says, go, give your prophecies from the side of Judah, not here. Then I must reply to Amaziah, I'm not a prophet, nor am I a son of a prophet, for I'm a herdsman and a grower of sycamore figs. But the Lord God Took me from following the flock, and the Lord said to me, Go prophesy to my people, Israel. Now hear the word of the Lord God. You are saying you shall not prophesy against Israel, nor shall you speak against the house of Isaac. Therefore, thus says the Lord, he tells him, Your wife will become a harlot in the city, your sons and daughters will fall by the sword, your land will be passed up by the measuring line, and you yourself will die upon unclean soil. Moreover, Israel will certainly go from its land into exile. He tells him, what, whether you send me out or not, this is what's coming for you. Your wife is going to become a prostitute. Your children are going to die by the sword. And you yourself shall die in foreign land. And your nation shall be taken into captivity. So, whether I'm here or not, the word of the Lord shall remain. When God speaks, he has spoken. It doesn't matter whether you're the strongest of all, whether you're the greatest of leaders, if God has spoken that this is going to come to pass, it will come to pass. And it goes on, thus, the Lord God showed me, and behold, there was a basket of summer fruit. And he said, what do you see, Amos? And I said, a basket of summer fruit. Then the Lord said to me, the end has come for my people, Israel. I will spare them no longer. I've been patient. You know, God tells us in his word, walk with me, walk with me, Accept Christ. Live by commands. Live by my lifestyle. And we always take the grace for granted. But a time comes, like it happens here for Israel. And says the end has come, I'm not going to spare you any longer. If you take the grace of God for granted, a time comes and you cannot be able to get back those days that you've lost. When that grace runs out. And the time is coming, friends. And we need to be alert. So here he says, tell them, I'm not going to spare them any longer. The song of the palace will turn to wailing in that day, declares the Lord God. Many will be the corpses in every place. They'll cast them forth in silence. Hear this, you who trample the needy, to do away with the humble of the land, saying, when will the new moon be over, so that we may sell grain, and the Sabbath that we may open the wheat market, to make the, bu- the bush smaller and the shekel bigger, and to cheat with dishonest scales. Yeah, we looked at that in the book of um I think Proverbs, so as to buy the helpless for money, and the needy for a pair of sandals, and that we may sell the refuse of the wheat. The Lord has sworn by the pride of Jacob, indeed, I will never forget all any of their deeds, because this will not this will not the land quake and anyone, everyone who dwells in it mourn. Indeed, all of it will rise up like the Nile. And it will be tossed about. And subside like the Nile of Egypt. It will come about in that day declares the Lord that I will make the sun go down at noon. Hmm? And I will make the earth dark in broad daylight. Then turn your festivals into mourning. All your songs into lamentation. I will bring sackcloth on everyone's loins. Now that is total time of mourning and baldness on every head. And I will make it like a time of mourning for an only son. And... He tells them, the end of it will be like a bitter day. Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will send famine on the land. Not a famine for bread or thirst for water, but rather for hearing the words of the Lord. He's saying, I'm going to bring some sort of famine to you. One that you've never seen before. And this one is about scarcity of the word of God. And this, by the way, came to pass. There are some 500 years after the captivity of Babylon that are quiet, silent. You do not hear from God. There is no prophet. There is no one speaking. Yeah. Up until the time when John the Baptist comes. But there is that season of quietness. And God says, I'll bring it upon you. Yeah. You're used to this famine of no food. But I'm going to bring a special famine upon you. Yeah that one where you do not hear the word of God. Can it ever happen when you cannot hear from the Lord? He tells them here. People will stagger from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They will go to and fro and seek the word of the Lord, but they will not find it. They will look for a prophet to speak, but they will not find him. That's what he's saying. In that day, the beautiful virgins and the young men will faint from thirst, as for those who swear by the guilt of Samaria, who say, as your God lives or done. And as the way of Bashir believes, they will fall and will not rise again. And uh, he's telling them this because, you know, a time comes of for, of judgment when we have been told for so long to do something, to change life, to walk with God, to be considerate, to look at God as the source of everything. And when we take that for granted, judgment comes. I cannot believe when you are in a state where you cannot hear from God. That's the state he told them, you will look for the word and shall not find it. It's like God says, let me take a break, guys. Don't dial my number. I will not send you any message. Now, since you wanted to live by your own selves, live by that. Since you wanted to govern yourselves, live by that. No word from me. That's what God was telling them. Now, we'll handle chapter 9, which is the last chapter of this book. And it says, I saw the Lord standing beside the altar. And he said, Smite the capitals so that the thresholds will shake and break them on the heads of them all. Then I will slay the rest of them with a sword. They will not have a fugitive who will flee, or a refugee who will escape. Though they dig into shore, yeah, from there my hand will take them. And though they ascend to heaven, from there I'll bring them down. Though they hide on the summit of Camel, I will search them out and take them from there. And though they conceal themselves from my sight on the floor of the sea, from there I'll command the serpent and it will bite them. And though they go into captivity before their enemies, from there I'll command the sword and it will slay them and I will set my eyes against them for evil and not for good. The Lord God of hosts, the one who touches the land so that it melts, and all those who dwell in it mourn, and all of it rises up like the Nile and subsides like the Nile of Egypt. The one who builds his upper chambers in the heavens has founded his vault dome over the earth. He who calls for the waters of the sea and pours them out on the surface of the earth, the Lord is his name. Again, we are told here about the Lord Yeah, about that which he does, about his mighty power. Yeah. And he says, are you not the sons of Ethiopia to me? All sons of Israel, declares the Lord. Have I not brought you up, Israel, from the land of Egypt? Remember, that's where he took them out to make a nation for himself. Yeah. And the Philistines from Cafta, and the Arameans of Ka. Behold, the eyes of the Lord God are on the sinful kingdom. And I will destroy it from the face of of the earth. The sinful are destroyed. That's clear. Those who don't listen to God are destroyed. That's clear. Nevertheless, I will not totally destroy the house of Jacob, declares the Lord. For behold, I am commanding. And I will shake the house of Israel among all nations as grain is shaken in a sieve. But not a kernel will fall to the ground. All the sinners of my people will die by the sword. Those who say the calamity will not overtake us or confront us. And he says in that day, I'll raise up the fallen, both of David, and wall up its breaches. I'll also raise up its ruins, and the, and rebuild it as in the days of old. Yeah, this is, this is now the restoration of Israel that they're talking about here. Yeah, that they may possess the remnant of Edom, and all the nations who are called by my name. Declares the Lord who does this. Behold, days are coming. Declares the Lord, when the plowman will overtake the reaper. And the the trader of grapes, him who sows seed, when the mountains will drip sweet wine, and all the hills will be dissolved, and I will restore the captivity of my people, Israel, and they will rebuild the ruined cities and live in them. They will also plant vineyards and drink their wine, and make gardens and eat their fruit. I will also plant them on their land, and they will not again be rooted out of their land, which I have given them Says the Lord, He gives such a word of hope to them, yeah. And uh, it's even referenced in Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 28. And they shall no more be prey to the heathen, neither shall the beast of the land devour them, but they shall dwell safely, and nobody shall make them afraid. And we looked at this even through the history of Israel in the episodes we did, yeah, that a time shall come and that they shall be safe. Ezekiel 37, 27 also mentions, And they shall dwell in the land that I have given unto Jacob my servant, wherein your fathers have dwelt, and they shall dwell there, even they their children, and their children's children forever. And my servant David shall be their prince forever. Of course, this was referenced to Christ. And a hope is there for Israel. But the fact that they lived a life of disobedience exposes them to such punishment. When we live in disobedience, We are exposed. There is no hope for us. What is there is judgment waiting. Israel just needed to walk with God. Israel just needed to listen to the prophets, to listen to the people that God has sent to them and do that which God demands of them. There are warnings that come to us even today. And there may be somebody listening to me and my voice is out there in warning to you about a decision you are about to make today. And God saying, don't do that. It's not the right decision to take. Don't do that. That's not what my children do. Don't do that. Do not make that decision. And you know it, that it is not right. It's against the God you serve. Do not do it. Because when you do it, you are exposing yourself to judgment. You are taking the grace for granted because you think that if I do this, I'll come back and repent and all will be well. Well, do not take the Lord for granted. Do that which honors God. Do that which pleases God because the day of the Lord is near. That day that Amos talks about in his book, the day of the Lord needs to find you ready, standing firm because those that are found wanting on that day shall not inherit eternal life. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for somebody that is out there today. And they need you to stand to their decision. And they need you to walk the life that you demand of them. Help them, give them strength. And help them make that decision. And see them through all trouble. See them through all trials. Let them stand for you. In Jesus' name.